Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Self Love Club podcast is brought to you by Air New Zealand's Graviseed. Head to graviseed.co.nz to grab a deal today. The Self-Love Club, a place where boss babes share their stories to empower women. Welcome to the Self-Love Club podcast. I'm your host, Belle Crawford. Join me for a podcast series where we'll hear the stories of girl boss women who are doing super cool things with their lives. We'll find out how they've done what they have, their self-love and self-care practices, and they'll share their tips to empower you to live your best life. Rachel White is a spiritual coach and wellness expert who started her career in the corporate world. After a health crisis in her family, Rachel started trusting and working with her clairvoyant side and the angels in order to help others live their best lives. Rachel studied psychology and is qualified in aromatherapy, making her own products with the help of the archangels. We're so lucky to have Rachel share her story and practical advice on how we can tap into our intuition and work with the angels and our guides on the Self Love Club podcast. Rachel, welcome to the Self Love Club podcast. Thank you so much for your time today. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Coming into your beautiful space. Now, I've got to say, I came to see you as a client about four or so years ago when I was living in Melbourne and you told me that I would be doing this at some point. And at the time I thought, well, that's really cool, but I work in commercial radio, so I'm not quite sure how I'll be doing a show of this variety, but yeah, you were right. So here we are. Oh, that is honestly, as a spiritual practitioner, it's just the best to when people come back and they're pursuing their life purpose it's the best and it's even better that I get to be interviewed I know and at the time special oh thank you I know it's I you're on my list to speak to when I came back to Melbourne and at the time of I didn't even think about it until I'd already done this and then I was like oh yeah Rachel said that I didn't even think about it beforehand I was like oh now it makes sense so yeah now tell us about yourself who you are and what you do Okay, so who I am is primarily I am a spiritual wellness practitioner. I'm a spiritual healer. Aromatherapy is my um, passion and love. I have an Archangel Aromatherapy uh, product line. And I also am a coach and a perfumer, a natural perfumer. And I am the founder of Soul Centered, which is a spiritual day spa and perfumery and spiritual healing um, space and college in Hawthorne. Yeah, it's so beautiful too. Because last time I saw you was in a different space, and then you said you took some time to write your book. Yes, I did. I wrote uh, the book I Am a Soul Champion, which was an absolute labor of love. I've been a spiritual practitioner for over 10 years now, and uh, I had originally had a practice in Sydney, in Newtown, in Sydney. So I took some time. Um, when I moved to Melbourne, took some time out to actually complete that book because it really needed my dedicated focus. So, yeah, so and it's a really great book for helping people to understand how to heal, how to manifest, how to access their intuition, but also how to work with the archangels, which is a real passion and love of mine, and also how to use the archangel aromatherapy, which is an amazing tool for healing. So, yeah, we'll go through all of that soon. I want to go back, though. So yeah. where did you grow up? What was your childhood like? Um, what were you into? What kind of things did you like doing as a child? So as a child, I would say, I think my mother would say I was quite a difficult child. <laughs> so I was a bit of a why child. Um, I was always extremely curious and always with a lot of energy. So I think at nine months, I got up and just started to walk. And I've just been so curious about everything. And um I used to love to dance and I always have had a love for perfume and aroma. I have a really strong sense of smell and um, I love to dance and I'm always, I'm a liberant, so I'm like the life of the party. I like to dance on tables. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and um, just really free-spirited. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and curious. Yeah, so talk me through, what did you do when you finished school? Okay, 
when I finished school, I didn't, I went into working first of all. So I had some time um, working as, um, and I was temping and doing a few bits and pieces there. And then I got into sort of the corporate world and I loved, um, moved up and started doing a bit of advertising and marketing. I really loved it. And then I got to a point where someone said to me, um, I had this amazing manager and he said, listen, we can't progress you any further. We'd love to, but you don't have any qualifications. And it was at that point that I thought, you know what, I'm going to go and do some adventuring and then come back and maybe look at getting some qualifications. So I um, left and went to Europe for two years, like many people do. And um, I was a chalet girl. I managed a chalet in um in France. Wow. And um, I just traveled the world and experienced everything. And I made a decision when I was um, traveling around that I really wanted to come back and study. Um, so that was when I enrolled in did a, an undergraduate in business. So um, I studied business and then um, I ha- I, my first gig out of university was on the Sydney Olympics. And I worked at a major event site for the Olympics. And then I went into corporate, more sort of um, software. And then I went to philanthropy, product development. I've done sort of everything. So as a marketing executive, so marketing, uh, business and marketing Mm. were really my forte, which I love. Just before I had children, I moved into the philanthropy side of things. And I did a whole lot of research around behavioral um, analysis of um, people using the concept of understanding um, people and human beings and the way they consume, getting them to change their behaviours around health. And then I um, that really triggered my interest and I decided to enrol in a postgraduate in um, positive psychology and wellness and aromatherapy and So it really set me on a different path for um, really wanting to be a practitioner. And then I, at the same time I was doing that and having children and consulting in different things, I um, worked uh, some time in mental health because I really felt like I wanted to understand um, people on that level and work in in community mental health, which is basically the front line. Mm. So, um, and... I'd also, prior to that, my husband had had an experience, a mental health issue himself and that had triggered my, um, we had an experience with angels and my grandmother came to me, which completely opened me up to um, trying to deal with his mental health issue or our mental health issue because I think that when you have a family member, mm. it's it's a collective issue. Yeah. And so, and you traverse the health systems together to try and find the answers. So... That's what led me eventually to um, becoming a spiritual practitioner. After I had um, worked in mental health, I then decided to, um, and had my spiritual experience, I decided to, guided by the angels, to actually go out and use my tools and start to consult with people one-on-one. Yeah. And so that's what I've been doing for over 10 years. Wow. So that experience you had in your with the angels and your grandmother coming through, was that the first of that kind of experience you'd had or do you think looking back when you were younger perhaps there were other sort of situations like that oh totally like I was into everything and, and I remember like I would always go to numerologists to clairvoyance I would always and I would always seek out their guidance and support um during major sort of transformational times where I really needed um, help with the decision. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, and plus I had a set of oracle cards next to my bed and I never really used to tell anybody. So I've always been interested in the spiritual stuff, which a lot of people are, but they feel, you know, um, maybe not so great about expressing their interest in that because they're seen, it's seen as a bit mm. out there or woo-woo. But know? do you think you were like... Yeah, definitely. But do you, were you getting like messages and were you having, were you, you know, getting messages from angels and having different people come through when you were younger or were you just not really aware of it so much? I guess I always had this sense of being guided and looked after and I knew that I was, and I knew that there was something more going on and I, I knew, but I wasn't really quite sure. So, mm-hmm. and I wasn't quite sure because I was raised a Catholic as mm-hmm. well and, um, 
and I wanted, I didn't want to do anything wrong and I, I wanted to, but I, I wanted to be able to, inf- and I had this strong connection with my grandmother and my, I felt that um, she was always with me. I felt guided in some way, but I, I suppose I didn't really know the best way to explore it or how to explore it. So it wasn't until my husband was unwell that, and really um, that I called out and said, can someone please help me? And that's when my grandmother and the angels came to me and I felt so incredibly supported and mm. so um but you know it took a health crisis for me to actually um go into my spirituality and call on it for guidance mm. so and i'm so grateful for that because mm. otherwise i may have just stayed in the closet yeah and not really yeah not be doing or living the life you are now no sometimes it does take those times i think and uh, in someone's life and i think everyone has different moments where it's like something happens and it might be a real crisis point or something's, you know, really bigs happen. And then from there, even hitting, it could be almost like a low in a way. So much good can come from that moment. And I guess that would, that was what happened with you, you know, in a, in a, in a health situation, which is quite serious. Oh yeah. Something epic happened. Yeah. Something where for me, it was, you know, I am a glass half full kind of person. You know, I think that's why I loved studying positive psychology because it just, happiness is my thing. So when you're confronted with that total sense of hopelessness and the medical profession was saying, look, you know, your husband's depression and anxiety is, it's unable to be like, we've done everything that we can. I just refuse to believe that if we could put a man on the moon, that we couldn't make people happy again. Mm. You know, so it is a real, I suppose when you're at that catalyst point and you're, whether it's a physical illness or some sort of um, issue that presents in your life and you're determined to find, and I am very determined and also very, um, also don't believe that something can't be fixed. Of like course, I, I'm yeah. very, There's solutions to everything. I agree, yeah. yes. And so I was pretty determined and I just thought this can't be the answer. I mean, he's so young, you know, we've only... We've only just had one child, like, and he's, it it can't be possible that someone's going to be miserable and anxious for the rest of their life. I think if we can put a man on the moon, surely we can Mm. do something. And we did. Well done. Now talk me through the experience at that moment when the angels came through and helped you and your grandmother. Was it something you saw? Like, tell me about it. Like, explain it to us. I was actually on the phone having a conversation with a friend of mine and um, we were talking about auras and we were talking about, she was saying to me, she was actually a clairvoyant herself, how sometimes when you um, can see auras and you see something dark in an aura, it's not great. And all of a sudden I heard this voice say to me, you need to ask Ben about what he can see in his aura around him. And it was so clear and I opened the door and Ben was in the kitchen and I said to him, darling, do you see any black or darkness around you? Do you feel? And he burst into tears and says, oh, my goodness, I have not known how to tell you this. It is getting stronger and stronger and closing closing in on me. And at that moment, um, I heard a hymn that my grandmother used to play oh my gosh it's making me cry i'm getting emotional i can I'm getting, see you crying yeah oh gosh i can i can like see it all in my mind yeah and my grandmother and i think i think that the reason why she came through was to ground me mm. and to let me know that everything was okay and that you know so i heard this hymn that she used to play that's so and sing, and i felt and i just felt this overwhelming sense of calm mm. and he felt it as well and then we we could see like energy kind of moving around mm. and there was like this experience where time just sort of stood still and then the um, I started to connect with her and I started to feel her. And then over the sort of next two years, the angels, particularly Archangel Michael, he really started to work with um, my husband and I to really um, to guide me on what he needed to be able to heal from, mm. his, from his mental health issue. It was just phenomenal. Yeah. So when the angels, do they, is it like speaking to you as in you hear things or how does that present itself to you? It, it depends. Like it changes all the time because you know we have so many different ways that we actually um bring in psychic energy you know we have this we can have a strong sense of knowing like mm. i just know um or we have we're very sentient so we, we have a strong feeling that something 
is here and something is there. And if I tune into it, then I have a strong sense of knowing what mm. to do. Clairvoyantly, I can see as well. And I can see um, angels. I can see energy. I can see energy fields. I can see people. So <clears throat> I can see. It's not always easy for um, high vibrational beings like the angels to present in a full apparition because the vibration of the lower plane is, you know, is difficult for them. But I can feel them. And it feels like that feeling you have when you feel completely and utterly loved. Mm. And then you feel locked in to a, into a vibration. And I hear voices as well. Yeah. So I hear that. So it's, a, it's all different ways that it presents itself. Absolutely. Yeah. And depending on um, what mood I'm in or where I am or – and then, you know, there's stuff that they really try and – if I'm not listening and tuning in or I'm not paying attention, they'll, you know, they'll put a song on the radio or they'll, um, you know, put a feather in my path. Or Listen to me. <laughs> or I'll see – like all day I'll see numbers or um, I just get, or they'll come to me, you know, as I'm waking up in the morning, I'll get a full download of everything for the day. Like they always get me. So, so cool. Yeah. So it's just a variety of ways. Yeah. Talk me through. So Archangel Michael is who you work with mostly. Tell me about the angel. And I know the different angels are for different things. Yes. And the oils you make are with those. I've used them before as well. They're with different angels as well. So talk me through the main one that you work with. Okay. So the main one is Archangel Michael, and um, Archangels are one of the nine choirs of angels, but um, they've been written about in all religious texts, but they are non-denominational, which means that they are available for everybody to work with. You don't have to be in any particular religion. And they are always known in all facets of um, spiritual dialogue to be the messengers of the divine creation whether you see that as god or pure love or the universe they are the messengers and their role archangels roles are to support human beings because it ain't easy yeah mm-hmm. and so archangel michael always seems to be the very first angel that comes through for people that are certainly wanting to connect in with some spiritual guidance he's very um he is the angel of spiritual protection so he really teaches and supports people to protect their energy he really um supports people to be fearless and to have courage and to and to really move forward in their life purpose and that can also be, you know, engaging in a, in a spiritual um, practice as well. But he, angels are, uh, they don't come unless you call on them. They're very polite. Um, and But when you do call on them, they don't leave your side and they will stay working with you and they have unconditional love. And Archangel Michael is a champion angel. He really is the main angel. He guides everything for me to do with my business, to do with my um, purpose and and he's the, usually the first angel when I do a reading with someone that he that people start to work with because mm. he's so um, he you know he's so loving yeah they all are but he's particularly tell me about some of the other angels and what they sort of do yeah sure so there's Archangel Raphael and he is the Archangel of healing so he really comes to people and people can work with him if they're trying to heal something physical or mental or um, he really supports you if you're looking for uh, a really good doctor or really good healers, depending on what it is. And he'll bring in healing guidance to heal your body and move energy around. Archangel Gabriel. So archangels are um, uh, androgynous as well. They have, you know, they can kind of be both energies. But um, Archangel Gabriel, she's more of a female sort of energy. She is very much got a Joan of Arc essence about her. She's all about communication. She likes to support us with um, speaking our truth and for writers and journalists and to really um, support us to get our messages out there, but also to, to speak our truth and be confident and assertive, but also for conception and parenting. So mm-hmm. each archangel kind of has a main emotional area and life area and then spiritual area that they really support us with Mm. um archangel raziel he's like the old sage of angels he's beautiful and he helps people that are really spiritually evolved and are looking to really open up their spirituality and expand their esoteric wisdom and past lives and dreams and yeah so and Archangel Uriel, he's a wonderful one. He's uh, the Archangel of Intuition. So he supports people to really connect in and trust their intuition, to work with expanding it. 
he's a fabulous angel for entrepreneurs. Uh, I, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs are really connected to their intuition. It's the place that they create their business from. So I generally prescribe him and he's great for like strategy meetings and um, really connecting you in and trusting you with your gut so that you trust your intuition. Mm. So they really deal with a wide variety. There's 15. They have kind of a main area and then they have a main kind of uh, emotional areas and spiritual areas. And each of them has, I channeled uh, an aroma for each of them. Yeah. So talk me through your oils. Cause I thought that was really special. You know, like a lot of the time with aromatherapy or using different, um, in general, people use different scents for different things. But what I really loved about yours when I first used your products was that they are connected with different angels, which I felt was really special. I can't remember which one I had. I had a couple, but there was one that was like, you may have had Gabriel because you're in the area of communication. Yeah, and it was like one that you said to put on when I would feel a bit anxious. All good as well. And I, I used it was to, like Angel Michael because he's that might have been anxiety. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, and I just remember putting it on my points, and it was just beautiful. But I think it's really special with your product. So talk me through how you developed those with the angels. Yeah. So back in I think it was 2012 when I was in my practice. I really noticed that um, when I was working with people, doing a lot of um, psycho-spiritual work with people and spiritual counselling and guidance, that a lot of the time people, I could see in people's energetic body that they could have blockages, energetic blockages, which were connected to their emotional issues. And so through exploring their bodies, um, I really uh, I, I really wanted to move this energy on in a way that would support them to keep on going. And so Archangel Michael came to me and uh, guided me in the, in the initial formulation. And so um, in my practice, I blended, I worked with um, eight angels and each angel came to me because each angel worked with a particular um, area of support and each angel channeled to me uh, which aromatics they wanted to use, so which essential oils, and I formulated their perfume. So, and when you use perfume um, aromatically, I mean, perfume has been used, it's older than aromatherapy. Um, perfume has been used way back in Sumerian times and it was always used to create a divine connection because it creates a bridge aromatically. So each archangel came to me and I formulated uh, their particular aromatic. So when you wear their aroma, it's like sending an email to that um, angel to come and help you and to work with you and it also works deep into your um, into your brain where your emotions are and also deep into the cellular and energetic body so each archangel has their own particular fragrance and also infused in that is that archangel's intention and love um, so it, I felt extremely privileged to be able to channel each of their aromatics and for some of them, I remember during, I channeled the first eight and then I prescribed them for my clients and I got them to use them and then I monitored how they, if it worked and if they loved it and, you know, and I um, I worked with the angels then to tweak them and then I finally blended all of the 15. So, um, yeah, so as a, as a form of um, support when people were experiencing any kind of, you know, opening up, if they wanted to manifest things, if they wanted to heal or if they were moving through a transformation. All of the angels' um, oils can be used in that way. Yeah. If people want to tap in and work with their angels, I know you said we can call on them and they'll come to us. Absolutely. So, like, talk us through how people can do that. Is it just being like, what do you do? If people are interested in that and wanting to work with the angels, what's some advice you would give them? I would definitely say to them that it's really you, all you have to do is either say it out loud or think it in your head, angels be with me now. There's no there's no right or wrong way. You just need to call them in. You don't even need to know the name of the angel. You just simply need to call on an angel to ask the angels to come with you. So if you're, um, if you're meditating or maybe if you're driving your car and you want a good parking spot <laughs> or um, if you're writing in your journal, you can simply just call on the angels the um, if you want to enhance that connection and be able to hear the messages that they have for you, that's where the aromatics are really, really good. It starts to 
allow you to really anchor into their energy. And because you create a channel using the aroma, which is very high vibrational, it makes the messages stronger and clearer. Mm. But for for an initial connection, you can really do anything just by calling out to the angels they are instantly with you mm. and they come to everybody. Yeah, that's so cool. I think it's so special to know that because, I mean, we all have, everyone always says you have a guardian angel with you and then obviously there's the angels. So, like, who's our guardian angel or is it just all of the angels or different people? Like, because everyone's got guides and people around them individually. Yeah. So when people talk about a guardian angel, who is that? Well, actually, the guardian angels from what the angels have told me, you have about two guardian angels that are kind of like your spiritual team. So they're with you from the moment that you're born, guiding you. And the archangels actually oversee the guardian angels. But, you know, everything in the universe, like the angel, um, the the sort of angel departments, all of the angels have a role to play. They all have a purpose. So the archangels' roles are to work with us and same with the guardian angels. So they're you know, there's nine choirs or nine departments, if mm. you will. And so th- their role really is to look after us. So your guardian angels and your archangels are like your spiritual posse mm. and they are dedicated to supporting you in every aspect of your life. So you should really tap yeah. in and use them. And, I mean, there are times that you just, ne- you just, need, to, you just need to harness your mm. a- angelic help. Yeah. I mean, it's all there for us. They're just waiting for. And, you know, how often do we get... Um, guidance and we just ignore it. If you're obsessed with travel like I am, you need to check out Air New Zealand's Graviseat. They have loads of deals on flights up for grabs every day so you can tick off your travel bucket list. Whether you're keen to explore hidden gems in New Zealand or head off on a gals weekend in Aussie, get amongst a lush island getaway or lap up the goodness at a wellness retreat in Bali, they've got you covered. Plus, you can even head further across the globe to the USA or Asia. Next level, right? Make sure you check out grabaseat.co.nz to grab a deal today. Thanks to Air New Zealand's Grabaseat for making this episode of the Self Love Club podcast possible. Do we have the same, you know, when it comes to guardian angels, is it the same one you've had from when you were younger or can it change or develop over time? I believe you have the same guardian angels who are dedicated to your spiritual well-being Mm. and supporting you throughout your life. And I think that they're part of your spiritual team and that the archangels are also part of that team. But I do think that at different stages in your life, you may have um, your guides, you know, like, and predominantly when I say to people, you know, working with your spiritual guides is usually someone that you know that's passed over. Right. So yeah. you're, so angels, they've not been in human form, is that no. correct? And then your guides may have been someone, or they were in human form and they might be a grandparent or someone from your life. Yes, absolutely. Right. And they, uh, they, as far as I know, they go into like training. So they're training, they have some training on how to guide you objectively so that they're with your guardian angels and people can really access that because if you've lost a parent um, very young or you've lost a loved one, you know, a, a husband, a wife, and you can still have the most amazing, loving and guided relationship with that family member where they mm. can help you with your guardian angels guide your life. Mm. And I always recommend to people to tap into that loving energy because um, if if you're not, then your, your spiritual guides will definitely try and bring messages to you. Often they'll come in your dreams, but they want you to reconnect with them and try and work with them and, and seek out guidance from them and, and support from them because they love to help us. They, yeah. Like their, their job is not done. They're just... In a, in a different form, mm. you know? And I see this all the time with people that have lost someone that they rekindle that relationship with a deceased um, member of their family who they just love and adore. And they can just make the most amazing things happen in their life. Mm. How can people tap into that? I think, especially from what I've heard from people that have lost someone, maybe it's a partner or someone very close to them, that they just feel them around. So that may be just something you feel them. But how can you tap in... Like with the angels, how do you tap in with your guides and know and feel them and, and even know who they are? I think there's kind of two really great things you can do. The first thing is spiritual journaling, and I, I write about this in this ritual in my book, where you spend time in, engaging in sort of quick Q&A or just going to your journal every night 
and just doing an absolute emotional dump or, you know, or just connecting, like however you want to use that journaling time just to connect. And then you can ask for signs. That's the other thing Mm. because there is this co-creation that happens, this this connection where you ask for help and then you've got to, you've then got to be able to see the help showing up in your life so that you follow it, right? Yeah. So your angels and your spiritual guides are very, very good and love giving you signs. So if you go to your journal as a first point of call and you ask for guidance and then you say, please give me a sign. So I once had um, I have so many um, pictures of feathers on my phone that <laughs> clients have sent me, um, you know, uh, where people have been sent feathers where their guides have, uh, and their angels have left feathers for them. But I had one in particular who was very specific. She was an entrepreneur and she was um, doing something with her business and growing her business and she wasn't sure which way to go. And so she asked um, for the angels to bring her a white feather if she should go ahead with what she was thinking or a black feather if she shouldn't. And within 24 hours, she was walking out her door, going and getting in her car, and on the front doormat of her house door was a black feather. Oh, my goodness. And then when she walked around and got in her car, at her foot was another black feather. Okay, so two signs so in a row. So you can yeah. get very specific with your spiritual Yeah, guides. I was going to say because how do you – because I've been getting signs lately, but I don't know what they mean. But then I guess with her, she had asked specifically the yes. different colours, which I think that's a good way to do it. So what if, for example, so that's a good way, but what if you're getting signs but you don't know what they mean? Go to your journal and ask ask for clarity around the signs. And mm. then what will happen is you'll have like an epiphany or a moment where you go, oh, my God, that's what it is. Because I've been getting – this only happened this week actually – so one day I had the repeated number pattern of one, two, three. So I had that on my, my flight number, my coffee order number at the, at the airport, and then I went to an address of one, two, three that day. So in th- three times in a day I had one, two, three come up. My dad's like, oh, that, I was like, what does it mean? And he's like, it doesn't mean anything. It's just a coincidence. And then the next, the very next day I had the number 22 four times in a row. I went to two addresses that were 22, and I had a food order that was twenty two, and my Uber was twenty two dollars. So, wow. for, so I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I looked it up, and they're like angel numbers, and I'm like, but how do you know? What does that mean? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> oh. but is there something that's really that at the moment you're really wanting answers for? So you're really getting- yeah. There have been actually both within business, and then I guess in like personal and like. And relationship stuff, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So you have to contextualize the numbers as well. Like where <laughs> are they showing up and what are they showing you? Because often we'll see the number, but then we won't give a context. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, what does it mean? Why have I seen this four times in one day? Yeah. So it, it's not the fact that it's shown up for four times, but what was the context that they were shown up? Like, what yeah. are they trying to show you? What are you not noticing? Well, how do you work that out? Because you're, first of all, you are very conscious of the fact that you're working on that level where you're very consciously seeing the number patterns. Like your dad was like, oh, no, it's, you, you know, he wasn't there. But you obviously are much more conscious of being able to see the signs. Yeah. Yeah. So now you know that. Now it's a case of, okay, when you see the signs, don't get caught up mentally in trying to work out what the numbers mean. Yeah, that's Try That's my first thing. I was like yeah. Googling. I'm like, what is this, the spiritual significance of this number <laughs> pattern? It's like 2-2 two, two is angel numbers for this. I'm like, yeah, but cool. That, like what does that mean in my life though? Like I don't get it. It's more about okay. where are you, what what are you reading at the time, what are you exploring, what, what's someone saying to you. Like sometimes um, uh, angels will also, like you might see a number, but then you might be talking to someone and your ear starts ringing and the angels are like, that's, that's a message assigned to you, so you need to listen to what this person's saying. Because often we're attentive but we're not really engaged. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So you're yeah. seeing the numbers but then you're not putting it all together. So whatever it is that you're asking, mm. they're trying to show you in the real world by getting your attention. So they're like, great, we've got our attention. We've sh- she's identifying with the number patterns. So that's great. But now we need her to go beyond that and look at what context we're showing you these things mm. and then feed that back to what you're asking them. Because sometimes they want to expand your understanding because especially if you're wanting to manifest something like a new job or a new um, uh, a new place to live. And maybe you can only really see a very small vision of what is potentially 
something very amazing. Mm. So they'll show you things that are that maybe you haven't thought of. Right. Which forces you, and generally that's because of a lack of confidence. We don't necessarily believe that we can have all of these things, you know. And maybe that's what your angels are saying to you, Bella. And maybe they're saying mm. you're not aiming high enough. Yeah. Do you think that that might be the message that they're, maybe think bigger than yeah. what you're thinking? Yeah. 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 And so they'll often show you, quite show you a lot of things to really open you up and potentially expand your understanding of things so that you you may not so when you're manifesting or when you're understanding what to do that you have a more of expanded view of it Mm. yeah yeah so they kind of leave little crumbs of information like I remember when I was looking for the building here um I really wasn't sure like how big I wanted to go what you know if I wanted to just have retail that you know exactly what I wanted to do so when I started looking at properties they were quite a lot smaller and they had retail and you know and then um and I was I was like angels why do you keep on showing me and and but then they weren't the one I was like okay that's not the one that's not the one and then uh they showed me this property and I thought oh, this might be the one and it felt good but I couldn't visualize it mm. it's like it's, something's not right here I can't visualize this and I had seen this place and I sort of um, I sort of had it in the back of my mind and this other place sort of fell through and I was disappointed. But then I came here, I was like, oh, my God, this is better than mm. what I could have ever imagined. So they tend to do that where they show you, it's like little, they leave you little angel crumbs where they want you, they want you to experience the process rather than arriving at the answer yes. straight away. There's yeah. real knowledge in the process. I think sometimes because we're very, we want it now and we don't want to have to go through the process of like, you know, oh, this isn't right. And so sometimes, yeah, things don't work out because it's leading you to something else and you're not going to get there unless you have the other hurdles along the way or things that aren't quite right. So, yeah, I, I totally know what you mean because I think a lot of the time as humans, we just want it now. We don't want to have to, you know, like Wait. you say, we don't have to wait. We want to, don't want to have to go to the wrong places first and then go to the right one. But mm. things definitely fall away for the right one to come through. Whatever I reckon that is, I I totally believe that. Whether it be in jobs, relationships, like business or property or houses, whatever, the right one always appears. It just might appear a bit lo- like later than you expect. You know, it's true. And yeah. so there is a real benefit in surrendering. Like when you write to your angels and you're journaling with them and you're asking for things then you surrender that up and you just know and be open to the messages and following the angel crumbs because Mm. they will lead you to where and because the other thing is we arrive at so many things with our own expectation yeah which limits our ability to be expansive right Mm. so if you just ask for it and then are expanded and say i am open to receiving this or better than I could even imagine for myself. And I always do that when I, because then all of these amazing things like this amazing building show, I could never have visualized this into, you know, into, I couldn't have, it's beautiful. And it's everything that I had, had asked for Mm. and more. So I think it's a really powerful position to be in to surrender up and that then releases your expectations to allow for bigger and better things that maybe you haven't thought of. Right. So an exercise in this is, so journaling is very important, talking to your angels and everything. Yeah. And then an exercise in this is just surrendering and putting out there what you want and that, so, and that you're open. Is that what you'd say? Let's say like, I'm open to this and this is what I want, or I'm open to these opportunities and then almost like releasing that to the angels. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. And then, being very consciously aware that you are in a process of asking. So when you see your numbers and when you see your signs that start to show up, that you don't get caught up in seeing the signs, that you actually contextualize it back to what you're asking mm, for. Yeah? That's the skill I think we need. some of us need to master. So how do you start doing that? Is that journaling? You, when you ask, when you ask for very specific help, it will definitely okay. show up for you. It will definitely, but when you see it, you have to take action, you know, like that. If you're manifesting something and you're asking for something or asking for support and it shows up, you can't then just discount the messages, which often people do. They're like, oh, that's nothing. That mustn't, that, that or, you know, it's too good to be true. I always see rainbows, always. And I always know for me, I know that a rainbow means that everything's 
going to be okay. Some people might say, oh, it's just because it's been raining, you know, like, but I honestly, I often see them when things have been really yucky or I feel not so good. And then I see a rainbow and I'm like, it's going to be okay. And I often see them around those tough times. I just will always see a rainbow. Well, that's your guardian. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that is, and the fact that you honor that communication that you see it for consciously because you're, you know, we are physical human beings and we are mental human beings, but we are energetic and spiritual human beings and we are all of that in one. So when you start to really honour your the spiritual aspect of yourself and the communication and that relationship that you can have with high vibrational energy that can support you in your life, you really feel loved and supported and you know and those things are sent to you to make you feel that way Mm. so when a client comes to see you talk us through what that looks like and what you do obviously it's different for each person but what does that look like okay so um for many many years i would do angel readings and um, angel card readings and uh Recently, I mean, I've been doing that for a very long time. So I recently launched the Angel Healing Therapist course where people can become angel healing therapists. So I predominantly do coaching now. So you can come and have an individual consultation with me where I look at you um, energetically, psycho-spiritually, and I review where you're at. And then I formulate for you your own aromatherapy to support you. But then I have kind of three coaching packages that I encourage people because it's working with you, um, working with people, I just find it's much better to be in a coaching situation and for a period of time that's where I I get the the real benefit. Mm. So I have a spiritual awakening package for when people are really um, trying to, are really opening up and they're finding that they're on their spiritual path and there's a lot of, um, they're quite empathic, they're very sensitive and they're really wanting to explore and really work out what all of that means. I have a spiritual um, uh, healing and wellness package where, again, it's spiritual therapy. I I look at how you're going. I look at what's going on with you. I do an, an energetic and emotional evaluation I prescribe a custom blend perfume and aromatherapy. And then I also work through and we look at a couple of different um, spiritual modalities, maybe past life therapy, maybe an angelic healing. And um, I give you rituals and practices that you can do to, to help with the healing. And then I have a package, a coaching package for spiritual business or just entrepreneurs and um, business coaching. Mm. So I do a lot of that as well. So each of the packages is six consultations of 90 minutes and custom aromatics that are blended to support you through that process, depending on what's come up, come up. So Mm. it gives me, because my schedule is getting a lot busier, I'm doing a lot of coaching and I'm doing a lot of teaching. This really enables um, people to lock in and work with me over a six period, Mm. six consultation, and we can really um, work through things and get people, you know, whether it's awakening or healing or, um, you know, really enhancing your business using spiritual guidance, um, they're really the main ways. And also perfumery. I offer a custom perfumes as well. When people are in tune with that side and spiritually awake and, and and I guess in tune with it what does it mean for someone's life in terms of whether they are an, an entrepreneur in business or whatever wherever they're at in any aspect of their life what does that mean when they're working on that side of themselves as opposed to if they weren't I think that um, when you're accessing or you feel like you need to access your spiritual guidance it's that you're really tuning in to your inner world, to your inner guidance, to that gut feeling, to that your intuition, to your feelings. You know, often we discount uh, what we feel because we're socially conditioned to trust what we think. And But since ancient times, what we feel the, is much more in tune with what we really need to know as opposed to what we think. And... We have really, um, the mind has become really the um, superior decider on what happens with us and we have really defaulted to thinking about things rather than feeling our way through things. And so often I find that people uh, that are very creative and are very conscious and then they want to, they feel us and they're very sensitive and they're very creative know that that feeling side of them, their intuition 
is an, uh, an unbelievable source of guidance and support. And so whether you're an entrepreneur, I mean, I do see this a lot with entrepreneurs. That's why I really, they create all of their business based on their gut feel. Mm-hmm. And that gut feel is usually right. But what happens is we get the feeling and then we don't trust it. And then we go into overthinking. And then we kick ourselves. We think, why did I got the feel that this wasn't right? Entrepreneurs are very good at locking into how they feel and then moving forward based on what they feel mm-hmm. intuitively. And so if they don't, if they're feeling disconnected from their intuition, then they definitely need the support and guidance. But getting that intuitive guidance around creating a business or creating your life is usually where people come to wanting to tap into that mm. side of things. What are some of your personal go-to uh, self-care practices uh, or ones that you would share with your clients, you know, getting people to do to make yourself feel really happy and strong and, and the healthiest you can? Okay. So my my absolute two go-to self-care rituals are the first one is spiritual protection. So I have a spiritual protection ritual that I use every morning and every night where I shield my energy um, because the understanding your spiritual wellness and understanding how much we are actually impacted by energy, the energy of other people, the energy of the places that we visit, the energy that is created from our own negative thinking and the way that we can sort of psychic attack ourselves or the energy of the way it's transferred. If I didn't shield myself then I would be very unwell. Mm. You just feel emotionally all over the place. You don't have a very good boundary. So you're a mesh in all the energy that's around you rather than being surrounded and protected. So I have a spiritual ritual where I put colours of light around me every morning and then when I go to bed at night. And I also combine that with aroma. I mean, I am deeply passionate perfumer and um, aromatherapy and I mean, aromatherapy and perfume is really, it is really the only thing that accesses the part of the brain that supports you emotionally. It's the only thing that can get you to the higher states of consciousness, as well as crystals are also very good for that. But aromatics have been used, they've been used by the Babylonians, the Buddhists. There's no, you're not going to find a Buddhist monk that's not lighting a bit of sandalwood in order to meditate. Like aromatics have been used since ancient times in order to protect mm. and to heal and to clear. So every single day I am surrounded by energy and light that's protecting me and my angels, um, calling in my angels for protection and light. And secondly, using um, aroma and aromatherapy for all of my self-care mm. and perfume. It's, they're, they're really the most important thing. But the one thing I do say to every single client that comes here is protect spiritual protection because people come in and they feel exhausted and they feel overwhelmed and they feel um, overthinking and anxious. And this is because there is no energetic boundary around mm. what they're experiencing. So and if they're a sensitive soul, then they will take on the energy of other people and um, also people will seek them out because they know that they're very in tune, you know. So um, really supporting people with that is really important. So, so yeah, I guess something like I need to, I'm quite bad at that. Sometimes I fall off the, like, getting, I get out of the habit of doing it. But I think in the morning, it's just, it doesn't need to take long. You just imagine different, like, colours of light around you and ask to be protected and say, maybe create your own mantra or something that you like to say. And so it's a quick one that you could do every morning, right? Even if you're in the shower, you could do that. Yeah, that is a, I have, in my book, I have the spiritual protection ritual. But I say to people, I mean, basically that I came to this particular self-care ritual of protection because, when the angels first started talking to me, I noticed that I would protect my, they guided me to protect myself and I would do it a bit like you every second day, maybe once a week. Mm. And I just noticed that energetically I was all, and emotionally I was all over the place. And um, so then the angel said to me exactly like, if you can brush your teeth every day, you know, you, you have physical protection with doors and windows. You have you create emotional boundaries. If you do not have an energetic boundary around you, you will take on the energy of others. So they said, do it while you're brushing your teeth, but you cannot afford, you're too sensitive, mm. and many of us are. Yeah, You so cannot many of us. afford to not have any protection. 
And so um, that's when I, I started to do it every day. And, and that's one of the first things that I, I talk to people about is really their energetic well-being. Mm. Yeah. And protection. What are some advice that you would give to your younger self? Knowing what you know now, all the things that you do, what would you tell yourself? I would definitely um, not be afraid of exploring my spirituality. I definitely feel like I was raised, um, uh, under, you know, I was raised understanding religion in, in a certain way and I felt scared about exploring who I was spiritually because um, I think of, of um, because of organised religion and I feel like there are so many opportunities for us to connect into energy and healing and well-being that um, has been around since ancient times and it provides you with a pathway to healing that maybe you haven't thought of. And for me, it was completely liberating. My spirituality provided the guidance that I needed to support my husband to heal from mental health and I just wish that I had, I knew that I had the connection, but I wish that I had surrendered to that much earlier. I think that I would have been able to accelerate my life a lot quicker. Mm. Yeah. And I guess in that you've given us advice to others, but another question I always ask is what is some advice you would give to those listening, whether they are wanting to develop their spiritual side or just achieve epic things in their life, what would you say to them? I would say um, to really have a strong sense of belief in your own intuition, that this is a really, that this, that everybody is intuitive, that everybody is um, designed with the same um, energetic structure. And so we all have that capacity to tap into energy. I am no different to anybody else. I can, you're no different to me. We are the same. Like if you want to talk to angels, you can talk to angels. So my advice would be, Trust your intuition and call on it and work with it and enhance it. And then if you want to, you know, contact angels or work with angels, just do it because it completely transforms your life. Mm. Hey, thank you so much, Rachel, for everything you're doing. It's so nice to see you and so great to have you on. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much, Bill. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Love Club podcast. Please subscribe for weekly episodes and catch up on eps you may have missed. Reviews and sharing the Self Love Club with your friends and on your Instagram stories helps heaps in spreading the self love message. You can keep up with the Self Love Club at Self Love Club Podcast and at Belle Crawford on Instagram, plus find resources and blog posts on my website, bellcrawford.com. We've got heaps of boss babes coming up to empower how are you through the rest of the year and into 2020 with weekly episodes available each Monday. Catch you soon, babes. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.